This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 10th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing on this Monday? Doing pretty good. Uh, got uh, early, early to early ish to bed last night, earlier than I normally do. So got some rest, and uh, here we go, new day. Always good, always good. Yeah, I got to uh, bed early, had a nice night's sleep. Got into the uh, station this morning and had some trouble getting into the engineering booth. So uh, it's been a little bit of a scramble. Finally got in, but uh, had to throw everything together in the last basically three minutes before the show started. So I'm slightly out of breath, but uh, luckily we got <laughs> we got everything done, and we are here live with you guys today. Now let's absolutely let's go ahead and kick things off with my question for my co-host Tony. Obviously, I know you're not a nudist, but if you were, what sort of animals would you avoid at the beach if you were enjoying the day naked? No, I'd avoid all animals, really, but. Uh... If you're in the water, you can't uh, you can't avoid the fish and the sharks and the or whatever wherever beach you may be in. But uh, my answer would be any animal. <laughs> I prefer not to be around any of them. <laughs> well, here's one you don't expect. So a nudist in Berlin got too close to nature for comfort when a wild boar snatched his plastic bag, which had his laptop inside it. The naked man gave chase to the boar and her two piglets, much to the amusement of fo- fellow sunbathers. Adele Landauer, an actor and life coach, took photos of the chase at Tufelsee, a popular bathing spot, and put them on Facebook. She wrote, nature strikes back, adding that the man laughed it all off. He gave it his all. I then showed the photos to the man. He laughed soundly and authorized me to make them public. Miss Landauer provided more details on her Instagram page, saying the incident was a good example of someone persevering to achieve their goal. She said there were many nude sunbathers at the spot when the wild boars appeared. While the man was bathing, she writes, the boars calmly ate a pizza from his backpack, and then they took. Uh, then they were looking for a dessert. They found this yellow bag and decided to take it away. But the man who owned it realized it was the bag with his laptop. So he was very focused and ran behind the boars in order to get it back. And I'll post this on our page, but uh, there's a very uh, cheeky photo, to say the least, uh, of the guy running after the boars, bare ass and all. 
That's hilarious. Um, I would not want pictures of that to get on the internet, but, uh, you know, feels comfortable <laughs> with it. More power to him, that's for sure. Hey, most nudists are comfortable with it, and uh, like most nudists, uh, this guy... You know, he's not uh, ripped or, or, or in good shape. He seems to be an older fellow with, uh, you know, just putting it all out there for everybody to see. There you go. Feel comfortable in your own skin. That's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, like I said, I will put this on our Facebook page and uh, yeah, just sort of a fun, funny, cheeky story to uh, get things started on this Monday. <laughs> Always a good way to start, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, it is Monday, so let's talk about today's show, shall we? Briefly, I hate Mondays. Just hate them. Therefore, I decree from this day forward, there will be no more Mondays. All right. We have, uh, as we do on Mondays, put it in your mouth Monday, where I ask my co-host about some fast food fare from around the world and ask him gently would he put it in his mouth. We have tech ads of the past. Our call-in topic is your lottery dream. We have another installment of Missed Connections. This Day in History and up next, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 10th. Now, we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It's a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and the viewers, an opportunity to call in on any subject whatsoever. could be something we're talking about. Uh, maybe you caught something in a replay and uh, you wanted to give your input, or you just want to rant and rave. We don't care. Just give us a call. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973. Now, uh, we will put those together in a future show. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. Speaking of entertaining, it is the second segment of the show, and as we do each and every day, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is August 10th. It's a Monday. And uh, here's your uh, San Filippo or the Filippo Fast Five. Um, sad news. We, I always do this for some reason, but uh, <laughs> we'll start with a uh, passing over the weekend. Uh, former WWE wrestler James Harris, a.k.a. Kamala, died at age 70. Wow. Shia LaBeouf. Um, Ryan's best friend, uh, action film, The Tax Collector, cashed in 317000 at the weekend box office to be number one. Wow. It's the third original number one film, and it only and the thing is, is it only played in 129 theaters. So we don't have much of a box office, but it's still there, kind of, and uh, The Tax Collector was number one. Uh, Walt Disney World is going to cut their theme, pa- theme park hours starting September I didn't say what. It just says in September. Um, so Animal Kingdom will close at 5 p.m. It'll be from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Hollywood Studios, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Epcot, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. And the Magic Kingdom, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. 
So if you're planning a trip out there, plan accordingly. Conor McGregor gets engaged to longtime love Dee Devlin during her birthday weekend. Congrats. And lastly, Friends Reunion is delayed indefinitely at HBO Max. No plans or when the reunion will happen. Jennifer Aniston was quoted as, when it does happen, it will be really cool. That was your Filippo 5. That was literally her uh, quote on that. <laughs> It'll be cool. It'll be cool. Um, so uh, getting into entertainment news right out the gate today, um, DC fandom event announces huge DC stars and a 24-hour virtual fan experience. Um it's it's an unprecedented 24 hour truly immersive global virtual fan experience that takes place on August 22nd, 2020 at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. There's no lines, no badges, and it's completely free to enter. That means no camping out with your closest friends for a full day just to be the one to get the latest news and see some of your favorite DC stars. As for the event being unprecedented, this really is the first ever global celebration of the DC multiverse covering the brand's biggest films, live action series, animated TV series, games, and comics. To celebrate the event, uh, it's going to be a global experience as DC fandom will be available in nine languages, Portuguese, traditional Chinese, English, French, German, Italian, Japanese, Korean, and Spanish. As for those who will be in attendance, over 300 stars, cast members, creators, and crew from DC properties, you're bound to find at least one of your favorites. But I'm sure the true fan highlight will be some of the stars and creative team behind the highly anticipated Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is set to make its debut on HBO Max next year. Some of the stars confirmed to attend from their project are director Zack Snyder's, stars Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller, the Suicide Squad will fully be represented with director James Gunn and some of the squad from the film, including Margot Robbie, Jai Courtney, Joel Kinnaman, Viola Davis, John Cena, and Idris Elba. Dwayne Johnson will be making an appearance, most likely to flex some promotional muscle for Black Adam. And the Batman himself, Robert Pattinson, will also be crashing the event along with director Matt Reeves to hopefully give us some much-needed tidbits about the latest adventure with the Caped Crusader. By the way, this is the only film side of things, and I barely scratched the surface. Some of your favorite DC stars and creative team members from your DC shows will be in attendance as well to truly make this a virtual fan experience uh, to the books. To help guide you through all the events, there will be hosts from 13 countries. Um, so, yeah, this thing is just huge. I'll share it on our Phoenix Facebook page so you can read more of it. It's a truly lengthy article, but... It's fantastic because uh, you'll be able to uh, pretty much in everything DC in one event. This really seems to make up for uh, what Comic-Con at home lacked. So yeah. this is uh, great news. I was going to say, it sounds like it's everything that Comic-Con at home was not. Yeah, I think they're learning from it. And I mean, to get to, to promote your projects and stuff, I don't feel Comic-Con at home really promoted much of Hardly anything other than a couple of little things. So I don't know really what came out of that. So well, it was but, mostly uh, mostly things that weren't comic related. You know, it was yeah. uh, Bill and Ted. Yeah, New Mutants was sort of the the big focus for that, but uh, everything else was sort of comic adjacent. Yeah, it's uh, but this thing focuses on everything, so uh, it's free. Check it out, um, August twenty second, ten a.m. 
specific time. So really, what day of the week is that? In, uh, it is going to be a Saturday. So see, okay. you don't even have to miss the Phoenix show. You just uh, you just go on there and you watch it. So Saturday. Perfect. Uh, two weeks from now. Yeah, it's close. Uh, moving on to other entertainment news. Um, I, I, sorry, I got whitelisted here from uh, IGN. Thanks, buddies. <laughs> uh, Animaniacs Hulu uh, has been announced, uh, a re release. So it has been 22 years since the final 99th episode of Animaniacs, but 2020 sees the return of the popular show. Hulu, Amblin Television, and Warner Brothers Animation are proud to unveil a brand new version of the iconic family-friendly cartoon series for the whole family as the Warner siblings, Yakko and Wacko, and their Warner sister, Dot. They have a great time wreaking havoc and mayhem in the lives of everyone they meet, said Hulu in a statement. Uh, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot are not the only characters returning for the revival, though the show wouldn't be complete without Pinky and the Brain, two lab mice on a quest to take over the world. <laughs> they'll be scheming in all 13 new episodes so uh yeah that's uh gonna be a fantastic uh that's great news if you grew up being a uh, animaniacs fan like i know did. you and i discussed this on uh on our podcast last night but uh yeah this is just the start of it so uh steven spielberg's gonna return as an executive producer for the series um 13 of the episodes are going to be released in November. And then the show will return for a second 13 season run in 2021. So this surged due to the popularity of uh, Animaniacs on Netflix. But, uh, you know, this is definitely, uh, you know, it was a fun show. Um, if it stays in the same vein, I'm looking forward to it. I am too. You know, it was a, a fun, fast-paced show. Obviously, Warner Brothers did a great job with it. Uh, we got Pinky and the Brain out of there, which uh, your Pinky sounds a lot like uh, uh, Shaggy from <laughs> Scooby-Doo. But uh, I like Scoob! Nerf! <laughs> but I'm looking forward to what, it. What, what are we going to do today, Brian? <laughs> It'll be nice to introduce it to the boys as well. Yeah, I think uh, you kiddos are going to like it as... Everybody else's kiddos out there, or yeah. the kiddo in you. Oh. Uh, ooh. Uh, moving on from uh, TV shows to, actually, we'll do one more TV show here. Okay. Um, oh, one more, because then the next one just is kind of out of the loop there. Um, so AMC Studios is going to develop a TV series adaptation of the 1992 film Stay Tuned. That was the movie with John Ritter, uh, basically... I uh, had him and Jeffrey Jones and they got a satellite dish put in front of their house. And then him and his wife got sucked in. And then it was like a hellish TV show. Like every show um, had something to do with uh, being in hell. Like there was Dwayne's underworld, which is a spoof right. on Wayne's world. <laughs> um, John Ritter got sucked back into three's company as a wink, nod, nod. So um, kind of like a, you know, an early 90s film. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so I don't remember if it was good or anything. Or if but, it even holds uh, up today. Yeah, so, but nonetheless, their uh, AMC Studios are going to develop a Stay Tuned TV series. Um, so it's based off the 1992 uh, cult classic. And I basically told you what the movie was. It gives me the synopsis. Uh, looks like, what is his name here? The okay. guy. The guy. So um, uh, Goldberg, who is currently co-showing, it doesn't say his name, just says Goldberg. Is it so Evan it Goldberg? The wrestler. Or... I don't know. It doesn't say. So okay. It just says Goldberg. So 
Um, Ian Goldberg. Oh, okay. It's down in the tags at the bottom. So Ian Goldberg is currently co-show running Fear the Walking Dead with Andrew Chambliss, uh, which is proven to be a smash hit for say, AMC and then some. Previously, Goldberg and Nang team for Dead of Summer, a 2016 television series that takes place in 1989 and shows what happens when a summer of fun soon turns into one of the most unforgettable scares and evil of every turn. So basically, with all these hits, they want to take a uh, turn and provide this. Now, uh, somebody get exact into different TV shows every week. That could be an interesting thing. Um, it would be an interesting take. Um, based on the comments I'm reading on here, it shows really good idea. I wasn't impressed with the film, but this is an idea that could work great as a TV show. So it seems like fans are really open to this, or at least uh, people on Joe Blow. The only so. question I have is, how do they keep that going for an entire season or a run of seasons? The only thing I can think of is that it takes sort of a quant- quantum leap type uh, thing where each episode is they get sucked into a single TV show, they try to get out, and when they jump to the next TV show, um, that's the next episode with the ultimate goal of trying to get out of there altogether. Yeah. I don't think it could be one of those that could be a long-term show, but a short-term show may be able to work if they do it like that. Maybe that's the route they're going. It doesn't say much of anything else other than that, that whole article could have just been a headline, really. Right. <laughs> there wasn't much meat to that bone. Oh, but okay. moving on from TV to, to sports-related. Um, so it was, uh, it was approved over the weekend, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's group. Um, they, their approval of buying the XFL for 15 million was approved by a bankruptcy court on Friday. So that is official. Now, um, what they want to do with it, instead of rushing the push the players back onto the gridiron, Johnson teaming up with his ex-wife and business manager, Danny Garcia and the prolific sports banker, Gary Card- Cardinale are drawing up plans to remake the XFL into an inter- entertainment powerhouse. That means they potentially are creating reality TV program similar to HBO's Hard Knocks, which follows the NFL team in the preseason, introducing viewers to players and coaches. Um, Indeed, the XFL is considering a similar show that would span the whole season to kind of build up the interest into the XFL. Likewise, the group aims to capitalize on Johnson's star power, not only at the box office draw, but as a former college football player and WWE wrestler. One possibility, sources said, the XFL to bring the storylines into Johnson's current HBO show, Ballers, in which he plays a retired NFL star turned business manager. The plans are in the early stages, and Insider said one thing is clear. The XFL is in no hurry to resurrect this XFL's second ever attempt at a season, which got scrapped in March after just five weeks because of the coronavirus outbreak. After filing for Chapter 11 in April, the league is now eyeing a 2021 return at the earliest, while it's methodically lines up a com- comprehensive strategy to rope in more viewers. You're only going to get this launch one more time, cautioned the insider. There's no need to rush it with this bold new plan. The relaunch will be the third after 2020 or 2001 and this year. Also could mean new broadcasting deals. Disney and Fox have made it clear in recent months that they wanted their contracts with the XFL renegotiated, claiming without its charismatic founder, Vince McMahon, the XFL was a weaker product. However, adding Johnson to this makes it a more prime deal. And there's other buyers uh, like Netflix and Amazon Prime that were trying to get it. So 
nonetheless, uh, the XFL is officially purchased and The Rock owns it. So that will be really good. And then last thing before I roll on to birthdays today, um, Disney will no longer be releasing live action catalog titles uh, on Blu-ray or for, or actually just as physical 4k. Okay. So, so that means now that they have uh, the Fox uh, related ones, they uh, won't be releasing all the Fox ones in 4k. The only movies you're going to get physically from this point forward will be, um, will be star Wars, uh, the Marvel movies, Pix, uh, Pixar, and things like that. So it's got to be the really big ones, but they're going to no longer release everything in 4K. Like the animation studios, no longer 4K, nothing like that. So gotcha. small <laughs> blip in there. And now let's roll on to the birthdays. It's my birthday! Oh, yeah. Today's birthday is Mama June. <laughs> She's 41. I got to scroll. I didn't have my birthdays ready, apparently. Antonio Banderas is 60. Yeah, let's see who else is famous today for birthdays. YouTuber, YouTuber, uh, YouTuber. Yeah, you, yeah, million YouTubers. Yeah, TikTok. Schmickmock. Uh, okay. Um, that looks to be... Uh, do I see anybody else? Nope. It's all literally YouTubers. Uh, Dalvin Cook, he's a football player. He's uh, 26. And... Rosanna Arquette, 61. There's an actress, and that's it. So um, that is that is that is definitely it. Everything else is YouTubers. So happy birthday, YouTubers. You all have birthdays today. That's the entertainment news. Well, folks, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, let's put it in your mouth Monday. You won't want to miss it. Come back. We will see you in a few. Join the conversation. Call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 10th. Now, uh, we are all over social media. In fact, uh, we are on Facebook Live and YouTube Live, and we rebroadcast every evening on the AUN-TV network. That's 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social media, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony is available at Facebook.com forward slash Tony.SanFilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. And Ryan, who is out again this week, he is working, uh, he's got a job that he picked up, so we don't fault him for that, is available at Facebook.com forward slash Ryan.Wink, or on Instagram at names wink now it is monday and we haven't done it in a while but uh today is another installment of put it in your mouth monday get in my belly (laughs) and so in put it in your mouth monday what i do is i run through fast food fare from around the world and ask my co-host would you put it in your mouth 
Kicking things off, for instance, is a take on one that we've talked about in the past. This is out of Taco Bell in Guatemala. Now, we had talked about previously the Chocadilla, which is a essentially a quesadilla uh, filled with chocolate. Well, this is a slightly different take. It is the Baby Ruth Chocadilla from Taco Bell. Obviously includes chocolate, peanuts, and caramel grilled between a tortilla for the chocadilla taste but tony i have to ask you is that something you'd put in your mouth um how about new and the reason really? why is again yeah the whole like chocolatey thing i just i don't know like I, I don't know sometimes i'm weird about that stuff so it doesn't sound horrible it's not the worst thing you've ever thrown my way but nah. Hmm. Yeah, this is one of the few things that I actually would. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, maybe this is more your speed from KFC in China. It is the rice congee. It is a bowl. Congee! <laughs> it's a bowl made of, like, almost, um, oh, like, porridge-type rice made with pork and thousand-year-old egg. Do you know what thousand-year-old egg is, Tone? No, but I, I'm already, no. I got a film that's going to give you a case of the gurgles. Yeah, it's not actually a thousand-year-old egg, but it is an egg that has been aged. Basically, they call it the black egg. Um, I forget exactly how they do it. I don't think they pickle it, but uh, when you peel it off, the uh, egg white has turned black, and the yolk is a greenish color, and it is a staple in China. But, Tony, here in the U.S., is that something you would put in your mouth? How about new? No. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, you lost me at the porridge like combination, you know, like the rice part. It was like, okay, we're, we're going there. Then you get like the porridgey stuff. It's going to be too soupy. And then I don't care if I know a thousand year egg is not a thousand years, but I'm good with that. Yeah. Again, it sounds like a case of the gurgles. It looks like a case of the gurgles too. And I'll, I'll post these on our Facebook page. It does, does not look appetizing. No, definitely not. All right, here's one. Who doesn't love pizza? This is from Pizza Hut in South Korea. Coconut shrimp pizza. Not much more to explain about it other than it is a traditional pizza that's topped with not only shrimp, but also coconut as well. Yeah. Where's my ding button there? I don't know. There it is. It is. Yeah, I, I would eat that. Would you really? I would. All right. Yummy. I mean, to be fair, uh, you know, uh, Outback, they've got their coconut shrimp, which is, you know, battered in that coconut mix and is really good with, their, it's like a mango dipping sauce. I don't know about yeah. pizza personally, but uh, it may not be the worst thing in the world. No, I'd, I would definitely try it. I don't know if it'll be as good, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, here's something that uh, might be good for a late night treat. This is out of Burger King in the Czech Republic. Now, don't let burger king part uh, turn you off just yet it's chili cheese nuggets and it is uh chicken nuggets that are then filled with cheese and jalapeno peppers obviously deep fried and then when you bite into them they ooze that hopefully good concoction but uh, you never know but tony is that something you would put in your mouth that is a yes for me on that even though it's burger king which is normally a no but, uh, yeah, that sounds delicious, actually. I'm not going to lie. Hmm. Any, like, stuff with cheese just sounds good, and I, I love jalapenos. I My stomach can't really do them anymore, 
Um, so I have to be selective when I do it. So as long as I was off the next day, then yes, I would. Yeah, I know you're a jalapeno popper guy, so I figured that would be right up your alley. Yep, that is a woo. I'm going to woo for the yays. I'm going to how about nose for the nose. <laughs> All right, let's move on to KFC in Malaysia, where they have the Tom Yum Chicken Crunch. Now, Tom ah, y- Tom Yum! <laughs> Tom Yum isn't something that uh, we're familiar with here, but it's essentially like a, uh, a, a spicy hot uh, Cheetos. And uh, just think of a extra crispy chicken that is breaded in the spicy Cheetos, then deep fried for uh, hopefully what's supposed to be pretty good. Um, <gasps> sounds interesting. I, I think I would sample that. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks tasty. It looks like it's got some spice to it. Uh, I probably wouldn't want to be going anywhere the next morning just in case right. it has a bad reaction. But going in, it, it looks like it could be pretty tasty. Yeah, I think uh, I would definitely try that for sure. All right. All right. Moving on, Tony, are you a fan of the Dairy Queen Blizzard? Oh, of course. All right. Well, in this case, you've got... a special treat. It is a special treat. In this case, Dairy Queen in Thailand, they have the green tea blizzard. So, uh, you know, it's an antioxidant-rich green tea blizzard. It looks like it's got some sort of nut in it, but uh, it doesn't say exactly what it is. But, Tony, the green tea blizzard out of the Dairy Queen Thailand, is that something you would put in your mouth? How about new? No, because you got so many other flavors, and that one just doesn't sound enticing. I'd probably skip it in favor of something that I'd really like. I'm not thinking it would be the most disgusting thing in the world. It's just, you know, green tea's green tea. I'd rather drink it. I don't need to eat an ice cream version of it. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I'm always partial to the uh, Brownie Bite Blizzard or the M&M Blizzard. Green tea would be very low on my list unless it was the only thing that they had to offer. Right. All right. Well, let's uh, head over to the Philippines now with Wendy's, where they have the Frosty Coffee Jelly. Yes, it's frosty, it's coffee, and a home to bits of strange gelatinous substance. A true trifecta of fun. Tony, is the Frosty Coffee Jelly something you would put in your mouth? How about new? Reason being is Frosties are great just as Frosties. I don't need no weird jelly substance in it. And not real big coffee, guys. So, uh, it's it, again, I think it would have been fine if it was like a uh, mocha, like coffee flavored Frosty. Okay, mm. I can get behind that. I can understand that. But I don't understand the need for a jelly mix in there. That's a little just. That part's where it makes it odd for me. Yeah, I may... It's a whole substance type deal, you know? Exactly. I'm a um, um, texture person, and those textures just don't mix. Either you you go with a Jell-O standalone jelly, whatever it is, or you go with the Frosty. Don't combine those two because it's just plain weird. Yeah, and and that's the thing, too. Like, when you're about to eat Jell-O, at least you know what that texture is like and (laughs) everything. So, like, you're mentally prepared. Um, but when you mix it in something, especially if it's like an ice cream type soft serve feel, and then you get that kind of in there, it just, it just, it's just weird. It is. It is. All right. And let's uh, go ahead and close out this segment with uh, Starbucks in the UK. 
their cheese and Marmite Sarni. Yes, uh, Marmite is weird, but I guess you'll f- your feeling pain when you're eating reminds you that you're still alive. Tony, I don't know if you're familiar with Marmite. It's essentially the UK version of Vegemite. Is that something you would put in your mouth? How about no? It just doesn't sound enticing at all. You know, not one thing about it was like, oh. Hey, my, my brain didn't even go. It just instantly went like, yeah, I'm not interested. So that's a no for me. Yeah, Marmite, Vegemite, oh, I, just too salty for me. I'm No thank you. But uh, in any case, that does it for another installment of Put It In Your Mouth Monday. When we come back, we have a segment called Tech Ads of the Past. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 10th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcasts link, Scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video. You can also get audio as well. Or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Uh, Leave a review. Let us know what you think. And, of course, tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, in this segment, I came across a list of technology ads from the past that uh, are quite mind-blowing, not only for the nostalgia factor of just looking back on, you know, what we used to live with technology-wise compared to what we have today, but also the staggering prices of what these things cost, not only back in the day, but what their value today would be as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run down some of these, and of course I'm going to post them on our Facebook page for you guys to check out uh, afterwards because it is wow. But uh, I'm going to run these by Tony and see if he can take a guess, at least get close to what the price of these objects were when they were brand new. For instance, starting things out, you have the Tandy CT300 cellular phone that uh, was offered by Radio Shack, of all places. Uh, let's see. doesn't give the exact year that it came out, but it's essentially okay. the Zach Morris brick phone. It's not the gray one, but it's a, uh, a big black phone. What do you think that cost brand new? Well, Tandy was a big thing in the 80s, man. I remember Tandy. Um, good Zach Morris phone, cellular... I'm going to say back in the day, probably $500. Ooh, you are off by about 1000 So, <laughs> Whoa. Yes. It w- yeah, wait, that gets a uh, holy. That warrants. Wow. That, that warrants a yowie wowie. My God. Yeah. So this thing, brand new, on sale, $1,499. Marked down from $2,299. How about new? Could you imagine if you paid that price for that thing? Jeez Louise. Yeah, looking through, it looks like it was 1989. And uh, in today's money, that 1499 would equate to about $3,116 today. Ooh. Not Ouch, only, somebody got screwed on that deal. Not only that, 
but uh, it didn't come with, um, it, you know, it came with a battery, but you had to buy the AC adapter separately, which was a whole nother 30 bucks on top of that. Oh, man. <laughs> Crazy. Woof. Crazy. All right. Wow. Let's move on to the MSI PC with a 10 megabyte hard disk and 46K of RAM. This was uh, probably early 80s. Tony, what do you think a computer like that would have gone for? In the 80s? Yep. Oh, geez, man. If, I, if that thing was 1,000, uh, what size computer again? It's a 10 megabyte computer. Includes, that was a lot. And it includes that's a 12-inch monitor. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a lot of power back then. Um, you know, I'm going to say uh, $1,500 Ooh, well, back in the 80s. Yeah, you would be way off. That uh, computer was $5,995, or by today's money, $18,700. Oh, my gosh. Like, am I just going to have to get ridiculous and uh, give you high-ass numbers now? Yep. Damn. You might have to. <laughs> Damn. All right, let's move on to our next one. Right, I'm uh, swinging for the fences now. In our uh, uh, Phoenix Tank uh, segment we did, I want to say a couple weeks ago, we had the mini version of something very similar to this. It's the Panasonic RX 5500 Stereo Boombox. So it had a uh, uh, AM-FM tuner, had a cassette player. Tony, what do you think that would have gone for? Looks like mid to late 80s. Let's say $900. Oh, for once you overshot it. Actually, it was $576.19, or by today's numbers, $2,046 for a boombox. Dang. That's crazy. Oh, man, Randy Savage is not happy with your decision, yeah. <laughs> All right, here's one that uh, early 80s, you know, we were talking about the East Side computer. Well, here's a name brand, the 19, oh, not even early 80s, 1978 IBM 5110 computing system. Didn't even come with a monitor, had a little uh, little screen on it, but it did come with a printer. Tony, what do you think that the computer system went for? How many megabytes on that bad boy? Ooh, it's hard to read the text. It doesn't say, but knowing that it's 1978, I would say under 10 at least. All right, ooh, it's in 1978. If the last one was there, holy moly, I'm going to say, uh, man, who knows what prices were in the 70s? Jeez. Uh, I'm going to say 3500 Bob. <laughs> oh, again, you way underbid it. Even the advertisement has on there $18,000. I mean, you, sir, are a loser. <laughs> it doesn't even have what that equates to, to in today's money, but uh, the ad, you know, wow. basically says only under $18,000, as if that is a good deal. Oh, my God. The cream of the crop. Who the hell made that kind of money back then? Right. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 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 this is insanity i know this is ridiculous all right i love that i'm trying to guess and i am failing miserably and it's pissing me off 
Do you remember? Not really, but it's just funny. Do you remember in high school, high school math, we all had to have those TI-85 uh, calculators? Oh, yeah, those high-tech, yeah, the high-tech ones. I didn't get to get one because my family was poor. We couldn't afford it. <laughs> yeah, they, they were, you know, like graphing calculators. They did a lot of stuff, and they were pretty expensive. But, you know, that was mm-hmm. in the late 90s. Correct. Here we have a Sears eight-digit electronic calculator. So it's essentially just a standard calculator. Doesn't do any of the stuff that that TI eighty-five did. Tony, what do you think that that went for? Thousand dollars. <laughs> One dollar, Bob. One dollar. <laughs> no, it's. I, I'm gonna go up to thousand, and I'm sure I'm about to get the buzzer. You are. You uh, you vastly overshot it in this case, but for. <laughs> For just a standard calculator, something you could easily pick up at the dollar store these days, would it cost you $98.95? Ooh. Oh, I was thinking it was like a graphic, like a, at the time, a graphing calculator. Oh, no, no. I over, overshot that because I was, <laughs> that's why I was thinking high on that because I knew, shoot, when we had to buy Cassie a, uh, uh, a graphing calculator, um, for her senior year, that was aging me. Wow, um, that thing cost it, it was like two hundred bucks at Costco. Right back when I first started, and that was a that was a smoking deal. So, yeah, this thing, like I said, you can find essentially the qu- equivalent for that at the dollar store for a dollar. Uh, way to go, a horn! <laughs> All right, uh, back in the world of computers. Now, say you uh, bought a computer, and it's just a little a little too slow, doesn't have enough uh, memory for you, and you want to upgrade it with a uh, removable hard disk, in this case a 10 megabyte hard disk from XComp, what would that have cost you, Tone? $800, Bob. You know, based on the whole computer that you could have bought for uh, $1,500 or whatever it was, uh, up at the top, that would have been a good guess, but uh, alas, you are wrong. This hard disk is a measly $3,398. Yeah, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Something uh, we actually had was um, a Commodore 64. Well, uh, there was the Spartan Apple II Plus emulator, which was uh, supposed to compete with the Commodore 64 at a fraction of the price. Tony, what would you guess that that cost uh, back when it was brand new? Of course, it doesn't say the date for it, but uh, again, probably mid to late 80s. And it's the Commodore 64? It is the Spartan Apple II, which is sort of a Commodore 64 ripoff. Okay, well, consoles were pretty high in the 80s. Uh, shoot, I know. if you ask me Neo Geo, I could tell you Neo Geo. Um, I'll go ahead and say $600. Oh, my God. $599. Oh, I was... I was pretty damn close. You overshot it by $1, but you know I what? still would have lost it. Yeah, I still would have been eliminated on the prices right for sure. But that was definitely the most reasonable one that I've seen yet. So uh, in any case, folks, we are headed into our long break now. When we come back, we've got our call-in topic of your lottery dream. So uh, stick with us for about seven minutes, and we'll be right back. Thank you. 
Radio show. It is Monday, August 10th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined uh, still here with my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Uh, Tony, how you holding up into the second hour? I just got done washing my hands of this weirdness. So if you were <laughs> watching and I was making that weird face, that was me washing my hands of this weirdness. Uh, no, man, I'm doing good. Um, so far, my Monday is going pretty normal. So it's not like yours, which is weird. So I'm going to knock on some wood here. Camera shakes. We're good. Oh, yeah. How are you holding up, my friend? My Monday has been strange. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, I had some trouble getting into the engineering booth. Uh, that was the first thing. And then have random people trying to get into the engineering booth while I'm in the middle of the show. And clearly I'm in the middle of the show. I don't know. Today is a weird, weird Monday. But you know what? We will persevere, we will move on, and make the best of this show. And hopefully, uh, you know, maybe we'll get a little luck like with our call-in topic. Now, uh, this is the interactive portion of the show. This is where we invite you guys, the listeners and the viewers, to call in at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. And our subject today is your lottery dream. And this was actually uh, suggested by Kendra on uh, Friday's show. Uh, we had talked about something related to the lottery. I forget what it was, but uh, she mentioned that that would be a great call-in topic. I certainly agree. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, we all have dreams of the lottery. You know, when we win, you obviously hear the horror stories of the people who squander it or do something stupid or get taken advantage of. And we hope to be that we'd be a little bit smarter with it than those folks. Now, Tony, I know we talked a little bit about it on Friday, but uh, if you won the lottery, what would you do with the money? First, get a financial advisor, invest some. Um, I would definitely take care of all my family and friends, whatever debt they had. Um, I thought I always think about things like this, things I would do. Um, I would definitely take care of those close to me, like my family and friends, of course. Um, I'm going to go with a little selfish stuff because I could sit here all day. I would do good things with it as well, you know. Um, but my selfish things I would do first, though, too, is I would, I would definitely want to get a home at Lake Tahoe. So I had a beach house there. Um, so that way I could, uh, and then I would have like a place for my friends to go visit and all that stuff, uh, you know, a place to relax up in the mountains with a boat and yada, yada. I would definitely do that. Um, season tickets to the Broncos for sure. I'll travel and see the Broncos <laughs> and, uh, basically, you know, and I'd have a couple of different vacation pads. Um, so that way I could, uh, have a place for my friends to come you know, have a good time. It would be good to host some parties and things like that. Uh, um, there's not too much I would need in my personal life as far as me personally. I mean, I'd 
maybe a cool vehicle or two. But uh, other than that, man, those are just a couple little things I would do. But in the in the grand scheme of thing is, I'd want to I'd want to set a lot of things up for my friends and family. Yeah, would be would be my biggest thing. Well, and then the question comes in, you know, how far does that reach? How do you set that line of, you know, what level of friends, what level of family, um, you know, Um, acquaintances versus, you know, people you've known for a long time? Um, You know, you start getting into a little dicey territory when, uh, you know, you take care of some friends, but not other friends. And why? Yeah. No, no, it would be. and, And I think everyone can relate to this. Like, I obviously have tons of friends and i love it i mean i love all the friends i have it's just i have my inner circle and you you know those those in that inner circle know and those would be the ones that be taken care of so you know because if i had if i could take care of every friend then you know i don't think i I don't think enough money would stretch that (laughs) stretch that base you know but uh i would have a pad i mean you could be an acquaintance and be like hey uh we're in town, you know, Hey, cool. Come on up. Let's go to the lake or something, you know, something like that. That can always be arranged. But as far as, you know, my inner circle, they definitely know who they are and they'd be taken care of. So that's fair enough. Yeah. You know, I'd be sort of along the same lines, you know, line up an attorney, a financial advisor, you know, I'd want most of the money to go into accounts where I could live off of the interest. Um, but with all that being said, yeah, I'd still I'd still splurge a little bit. I'd have a uh, a nice home. I wouldn't overdo it, um, you know, with a area, uh, not only a garage where I could, you know, basically collect the cars and motorcycles that I wanted to, uh, but also my own sort of man cave in the house that uh, was just dedicated to the things that I love and the things I enjoy doing. Aside from that, would have homes in, uh, like you said, up at the lake. Having a lake home would be fantastic. Would also have one down in Southern California, not because I enjoy Southern California, but because my boys live down there, and that would take the opportunity anytime I could to fly down there. Um, wouldn't buy a private jet. I would probably become part either. of a co-op. You know, there's these groups where, you know, a, a bunch of people pay in to have you know jets available to them at any specific point in time but uh, i do that versus I would just do, owning i would my do own. that too yeah because then you could set it up for your family or friends as well so that way you could pop in um yeah it's good to dream you know everyone's got dreams and it's fun to sometimes like especially in crazy times like this it's it's fun to fantasize about what you would do i mean you the odds of that happening are slim to none right i mean but but there is opportunities if you play the lottery if you you know you you, you can't you can't win if you don't play so exactly you know, those things uh I'm, I'm with you man it'd be one of those things i definitely uh, wouldn't be doing the show remotely from uh from a studio i'd be <laughs> in studio you know things like that we'd be doing it from a, a studio like like somewhere else on a beach or something i don't know there you go oh i like that yeah. idea but folks yeah. we want to hear about your lottery dream give us a call we're opening the phone lines right now 844-790-TALK That's 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. So if you have won the lottery and you're sitting on a beach somewhere and want to tell us how you're spending your money, we want to hear from you. When we come back, we open the phone lines to you guys. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 10th. Now, uh, we are in the middle of our call-in topic. Uh, that gives you guys the opportunity to call in at 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. Our subject today is your lottery dream. What would you do if you won the Mega Millions? You know, it could have been a $1 million lottery. It could have been a $100 million lottery. But uh, we want to hear from you guys and find out, you know, what would you do with that money? Would you splurge it? Would you be like these folks who burn through it so fast? Um, Or would you be wise, like our buddy Tony here, who uh, would get a money manager, yeah, spend a little on himself, but mostly take care of other people. And then, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, put some money towards charity, helping out the greater good of man, all of that fun stuff. But that's what we want to find out. So, again, give us a call, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Give us a call now. While we are waiting, I've pulled up a list of uh, some of the lottery winner losers basically people who have uh, suffered because of their lottery win hopefully this would be <laughs> the hurlies of the world exactly hopefully this isn't any of you but you know it happens <clears throat> for instance and the reason that i'm laughing a little bit is because right before we went back on our wi-fi went down so uh you know, I may or may not be able to go through these, but uh, I've at least got one pulled up. So, if you need to, just uh, text me the link, and then I can bring it up, and I can do it from here. Because <laughs> it's live from the it's it's live from San Filippo's place, man. It's popping. Yeah, and it usually takes Pop, f- popping from the pop room. There you go. <laughs> It usually takes about five minutes for our Wi-Fi to uh, boot back up, but it's just par for the course for the weird morning I'm having so far. You are you are having an epic poopy Monday. Yeah, you like how that I didn't drop the S word, but it is <laughs> it is definitely uh, poopy for you. Language. I want to go back to bed at this point, um, or I should go play the lottery because maybe all of this weirdness is just leading towards something bigger. But yeah, wash your hands of this weirdness. Come on. <laughs> Let's go ahead and hit this story while we're still waiting for calls from you guys, the listening audience at 844-790-TALK. It says, in May 2011, Etta May Urquhart, that's a weird Urkel? name. <laughs> Dude, Urkel. <laughs> Did I do that? She won $51 million, a lot of money by anyone's standards. It's always yeah. important to remain humble in these situations and make sure you set up a responsible financial plan. However... Nope. Etta May hadn't planned on preparing for the wrath of her own son. Ronnie oh, Lee Orender signed the, tip, the ticket on her behalf and went on a binge. He bought four horses, ten cars, and a boat <laughs> instead of putting the money towards caring for the family. They went to court and settled for an undisclosed amount in 2013, but it's unclear if the family dynamic ever recovered. Um, I would venture to say that it probably didn't. No, no, you don't do that stuff, especially to family. You never stab a family member in the back or a friend. You don't do that crap. Right. <laughs> like, all you have to do is, like, look, you idiot. Like, your mom won the lottery. You are going to get some of that benefit. She's going to take care of you. 
You, it, what do you need four horses for, you moron? <laughs> Jeez. Definitely not the first thing I'd go out and buy. I call sure. this one uh, the four horsemen of apocalypse. This is what damaged my family. <laughs> uh, that's Roddy, that's James, that's Dio, and that's little Elfie. He's kind of silly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the good news is that uh, my Wi-Fi has pulled back up, so I am able to go back through these. But we, did- we got a chimer. Ooh, that's on the chimed in. So, um, sharing our friend Lacey Yendra out of Nebraska, she said she'd buy her a couple houses in Golden Oaks, one for myself, one for my mom, and a few for my friends. Very nice. And then invest the rest and live off the interest, so Bella and Anders can split the rest. Oh, and buy a Tesla or two. Okay, nothing wrong oh, good with that. Stuff. I like it. Yeah. I like it. How would you guys spend your lottery win? Give us a call now, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now let's go on with a couple more horror stories. This next one, in 1961, a woman called Vivian Nicholson won the equivalent of $33 million after betting in various football pools. Obviously, this oh, was before go. the time of you know the state lottery. She, she had the sports almanac, man. She got it from Biff. <laughs> so she vowed to spend, spend, spend her winnings, which are often famous last words. Soon after buying sports cars, fur coats, jewelry, and traveling, she ran out of money. Her husband Uh-oh. then died in a car crash, and she remarried four times before dying of <laughs> alcoholism. Wow. Talk about from riches to rags. That's Man, crazy. and I'm, a, I'm always nervous to do, it, do the marriage thing again, but four times? Jeez. Well, you make like a tree and get out of here. <laughs> My guess is she was probably marrying for money because she ran out of hers. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you're stupid with money. That's why I get a financial advisor. Invest your money. Yep. Now, <laughs> it just seems smart. I've seen I've seen like all these pop stars like MC Hammer and <laughs> all these others, man, that just they just squander they it. Go through their money. Yeah. How? I can make it off just a little bit. Like I just have I don't know what it is. I have that mentality of I grew up poor, so I know how to be frugal and not overspend, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know, there are, don't get me wrong, I get itches to spend money. I got an itch to get into a new vehicle right now, and I'm trying to fight that. You know, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> just be grateful with what you got. So I get the, the splurge a little bit, but uh, not over much, you know, or don't overindulge. Right. Well, it's like these um, sports stars who get huge contracts, multi million dollar contracts, but they don't realize that they're. Life in sports is, you know, especially if it's football, you know, maybe five years, five seasons, and and that's really about it. Many don't get it past that point, so you got to, uh, you know, plan accordingly because you're not going to keep breaking in the millions after that five year period. No, you're not. So you want to invest and be smart with your money. Um, Bella would buy a new house right next to her grandma's. Oh, so my niece Bella. Sweet. If she was in it, she'd live next to grandma. So, <laughs> now, thanks. Now, Tony, in the lottery, have you ever been part of a lottery pool? Whether it was, you know, at oh, work yeah. or, you know, where everybody pitches in a couple bucks each week, whatever it is, they go and buy tickets. And then if uh, there's a winning ticket, obviously everybody shares the money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Many times. It's smart to do that sometimes uh, because uh, it that just increases your odds. I mean, why would you not want to do that? <laughs> Well, here- I mean, you put you pitch in some money. I mean, but you got to make sure that the person that's doing it's going to be uh, truthful and fair. <laughs> you know? 
Well, here's the perfect example of that. So a lot of friendship groups sometimes pool money together to try and increase their chances of winning the big jackpot. That's what America Lopez did along five of his colleagues. The good news is they won $38.5 million. The bad news, however, lies with Lopez's greedy nature. The five colleagues never knew they won since he kept the result to himself. However, they had a hunch that he, when he quit his job a few days later, and uh, it doesn't say what happened as a result of that, but I would assume that they went through and probably sued him to get their fair share. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's just, the, karma's going to come and get you. That's just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, we, I, we always, like, people are always weird about money. You just don't do that, especially, like, coworkers and stuff. I mean, you break it down, make it real fair, like, hey, these are how many tickets we're going to buy. Here's a list of all the numbers so you can keep track of it. Right. And uh, and even when we win, like I think the most our group has won was like 50 bucks. And mm. then it just went right back into the next drawing. Exactly. Because, I mean, how do, you, how do you divulge 50? Oh, well, you paid five. Here's a dollar back, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah no. That, Double that, your chances. That's the right thing to do. But at the same time, you know, you get greedy guys like this who uh you know they'll do everything they can uh, not to share but uh you know at least if you are going to do that wait a couple weeks before you quit or, or make up a good reason not just a couple days right after you win the lottery it's a little fishy yeah i definitely agree fishy fishy <laughs> folks we still have a couple minutes left and we welcome you to call in at 844-790-TALK 844-790-8255 tell us about your lottery dream now here's another lottery nightmare edward seward was such a regular at his favorite waffle house that he would often buy the staff some lottery tickets as a lighthearted sign of affection when one of the waitresses won however she didn't share his generosity tonda lynn dickerson argued that she had never agreed to actually share the winnings and so she tried to run away with the 10 million dollars although she won the court case she faced irs troubles and ended up giving 90 percent of it away that's sort of a fine line where you know what he's the one who willfully gave away lottery tickets as a uh, you know as a tip or a sign of you know whatever it is i don't think she had necessarily had to share it with him yeah you don't necessarily have to there's nothing that you know you should want to share it you there's nothing owed to you you know it'd be like you know if you won and i didn't pitch in and i i mean i wouldn't go to you and say hey we've been friends you know, for like 25 years, you, you owe me something. No, you don't, you don't owe me squat. Nope. You know, not a dime. Nope. You know, you could certainly so, do it out I mean, of goodwill, if, but if you want it. Yeah. If you wanted to say, Hey, tone, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you here. Awesome. I don't expect it, but if you did sweet, you know, right. but, uh, yeah, it should never be something that's owed or expected of you. I mean, it's just not exactly. It's just, your call you want to great you don't that's fine too makes sense well folks that does it for our topic of your lottery dream now you can always chime in later on on the phoenix line or on our facebook page now when we come back we have another installment of missed connections they're always fun and you certainly won't want to miss it Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. 
visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 10th. Now we have what's called the Phoenix Line. It's a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line. You know how it works. You leave a message after the beep. You can call about any topic whatsoever. Maybe you want to chime in on our call-in topic from today of what your lottery dream would be. What would you splurge on? Um, or it could be on any topic whatsoever. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X. RDO or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is you keep it entertaining. We will put those together and put them out in a future show. Now in this segment, we wanted to revisit something that we've had a lot of fun with in the past. It is uh, some of the more odd Craigslist misconnections. Now for those of you who aren't familiar with misconnections, it's a place on Craigslist where uh, people who had some sort of encounter out in the world can put that encounter online obviously hope that the person sees it, they get a hold of them, and love ensues. Well, that's not always the case, and obviously nowadays there are different ways to uh, connect up with people, namely things like Twitter, Match.com, things along those sorts of lines. But we still love the misconnections for a number of different reasons. For instance, this one, titled Drunk Girl on My Lawn, it's a man for woman out of Modesto, California. And this is what he writes. There I was just yesterday. I can remember it so clearly. I woke up around 2 a.m. to take a nice fat leak when I noticed your squeaky giggle outside my window. I looked out my window half naked as an odd mix of shock, disgust, pity, and blush washed over me. Not only were you a stunning redhead just a little shorter than me with what looked like a curtain and drapery matching combo, (laughs) but you were also uh, relieving yourself on my lawn at the same time. And for that, I give you props. I don't think I ever achieved that level of toilet mastery. I immediately came out to see if you were all right or needed a ride home. Seeing this as this town isn't exactly well suited for what I'm guessing to be a 18 to 21 drunk girl at 2 a.m. in the morning. But me coming out in the bathroom and asking apparently scared you because you started running <laughs> with a turd sticking out of you Whoa! and dove headfirst Whoa! into my car, leaving a dent in it. I told you to hold on as I was going to shut off the car alarm and get you an ice pack, but I'm not sure if you heard. What I am sure of, though, is that you sat on the trunk of my car smearing stuff all over it, took off your shoes, left your half-full Smirnoff bottle uh, there, and ran like hell. Normally, I wouldn't let a girl relieve herself all over my things and put a dent in my car until we've gotten to the first-name basis, but for you, I think we could make it work. You know where I live. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I don't know if I have anything that Tom said. That just, again, gets a... Oh, I, I'm not exactly sure why he would want to try and make something happen in that case. No, adios. Bye-bye. Sounds like she's got oh. a few problems. <laughs> yeah, she got issues. Woo! Oh, man. Well, mine comes out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay. It's titled, we, we Hooked Up, It Broke, Baby on the Way. If you want to be in the child's life, it will be born soon. I hope you will. I'm a Mexican-American, five, 400 pounds. I don't know why I'm talking like this. It's just more fun that way. <laughs> when we screwed, you told me you were, you wore, it should say you were, a business entrepreneur. I tried to draw you. I'm no police sketch artist, but I think the resemblance is there. 
and there is a picture of this really terrible drawing <laughs> really? of uh, of a person with like long hair. Yeah, <laughs> you are Middle Eastern tallish. Uh, we had sex three times, then you disappeared. If anybody from the village area recognize this man, let him know he has a baby son coming. Oh no. Uh, well, yeah. Well, in the picture, I don't have it up because uh, I had to copy and paste it because mm. that's what I was doing. But there is a uh, there is a nice drawing, and it just looks like a child had drawn like a square head <laughs> with like a big ear, some hair, some spiky. Kind of look like uh, Danny McBride in Eastbound and Down, kind of, <laughs> kind of like that. Maybe it was Danny McBride. I don't know. Well, and that's an awful way to find well, out you're going to be somebody's baby daddy. Yeah, hey, by the way, well, it's like three times. Uh, you're you're going to be the dad. Congrats! <laughs> All right, this next one, Tony, I, I think you wrote this one. It's a man for a woman, 28, says, We met at my rooftop party. I was a hanging chad <laughs> because eight years later, it's still funny. You were the sluttiest pumpkin I'd ever seen. Curves in all the right places. We spoke for hours about architecture, philosophy, and Neruda. Then I somehow lost your number. Please get in touch with me. I want to be. I want you to be the father of my two kids. Tony, did you write that? Mosby. <laughs> For those of you not familiar with uh, How I Met Your Mother, that was the plot of uh, an early How I Met Your Mother episode that somebody had a little fun with. Yeah, definitely. That was definitely in there. So I was like, that one's not real. But yeah, still, I enjoyed that one. <laughs> this next one's out of Florida. You farted during a movie. <laughs> there we were, just enjoying a nice, quiet Saturday night at the movies. A slow mover. Uh, Linklotter's Boyhood. Some popcorn, a few sodas. Nothing really happens in the film. We found for about 90 minutes or so. Sounds like a boring movie. So we stared listlessly, listlessly at the screen. It's a thinking man's film. I say beautifully shot. It's about life death and relationships and things of that nature just then at a brief carefully timed cinematic pause in dialogue and an enormous fart from somewhere in the back pierces an otherwise silent movie theater it had the impact of a baseball bat hitting a leather couch or a george foreman working that heavy bag whack loud deep and masculine the seat cushion heroically absorbed most of the blow but not enough that each and every person in the movie theater instantly burst into nervous laughter. Oh, my farts make me laugh. The laughter, like my face hurts. <laughs> the laughter continued for what felt like a good five minutes until tears streamed down our faces. Even well after the, the blast, we quietly chuckled to ourselves with a remember that time the guy farted in the movie theater gleam in our eyes. And just like that, with a soft chuckle and deep breath, we were back into the film. Things happened. People drove around Florida. Relationships came and went. There was crying. There was hope. It was as if we had all forgotten about the fart that brought us together that night. As the sun began to set on the screen, the teenage boy, no longer a boy, transitions into an adult before our very eyes, looks intense, intensely, lustfully into a young girl's eyes as if they lean in for a kiss and brap another fart from the back <laughs> just like two giant hands clapping together and the screen goes dark roll credits we decided after laughing our way out of the theater and all the way home that this is the best movie we had ever seen i imagine i imagine the lone fartist sauntering off into the sunset his work here was done 
If only I could say thank you, kind sir. You are truly a master of your craft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not even a misconnection of uh, you know trying for romantic love. They just wanted to uh, congratulate the guy for his. Uh, Perfect timing, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that, that story put me in tears. Woo. Well, here's something sort of along those lines. Uh, titled Taco Bell, Woman for Man 38. Oof. Says, I was sitting there eating a burrito. You looked up at me and our eyes met. It was a magical moment. Unfortunately, I tried to fart and accidentally had runny diarrhea all over the place. Oh. I wanted to talk to you but was too embarrassed. Plus, I had to go to the bathroom and clean up. Email me and tell me what you were eating so I know it's you. <laughs> oh, God. I my pants. <sighs> Again, Tony, I mean, you're obviously the, uh, the bachelor of the show. If you were sitting at a Taco Bell, and even if she was the most beautiful woman you'd ever seen, if she had that sort of accident, would you really want to track her down and, and uh, find out who she was? Well, yeah, if I didn't know her, I mean, I wouldn't do it on Craigslist. I would like, yeah, definitely no. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that now. I'd be like, oh, go, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> because, A, she's not going to respond. She's going to be like, that's so embarrassing. I'm definitely not responding. Right. That, so, no. Right. But she was, yeah, no. she was the one who put the uh, misconnection out there. So, no. I don't know. Nope. I don't know. Would not do that. It screams desperate. <laughs> um, this one's titled Graveyard Vigilante Slayer. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know where it's from, but uh, I knew we were meant to be the moment you said Hillary Clinton was a lizard person. That's their words, not mine. I didn't care that you liked wearing socks with your flip flops or that you liked to dress in all black leather. I didn't judge you for being Team Edward or Bernie. Truth is, you make me laugh to the point my chap lips bleed. As I lie awake writing in my pink and purple My Little Pony journal, I snuggle up to my wayfair pillow and wish it was you i vision you standing there with your fabio hair blowing in the wind in one hand and you have a hammer and the other is packed of i'm not going to repeat that part <laughs> things that's dirty you will never see this but if you do ride off with me into the sunset on in my george jetson mobile Come live a life on a farm breeding horses simulation style i will never force you to drink bleeping drinks like Bud Light, and we can have pet rats and train them to do cool tricks. <laughs> Wait. Oh, good. No, just weird. That is strange. Well, uh, speaking of strange, and closing out this segment of Misconnections, which we love so much, apparently uh, this woman ran into Doctor Who. It's a uh, <laughs> woman for man 24. Says, I know this is a long shot, but I'll probably never see you again. But I met you yesterday. Something was weird. Uh, something weird was happening, and we ran together. You saved the day. Then you said I could come with you in your blue box and see the universe. I res- I regret saying no. But we are so glad that they said yes to misconnections, folks. When we come back, we head into the last segment of the show. We are here with this day in history. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. 
Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the final segment of uh, the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 10th. You know, I say that with some hesitation because I can't believe we made it through this weird Monday so far. But you know what? We are there. In fact, if you want to uh, check out this show, if you missed a portion of the show or want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us. Click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can also get audio, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Dozer, Do- Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? See, I couldn't even get through that one properly. Yeah, geezer, to... goozer, goza, these <laughs> You always say yes to being a god, by the way. Always, always. Otherwise, you get the State Puff Marshmallow Man, which will just wreak havoc on your city. But with that being said, while you are there, be sure to subscribe so you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends, maybe not about this show in particular, but uh, all the other ones. Uh, Because why, Tony? Why do you tell your friends? Sharing is caring, it is, it is, yar. (laughs) Macho Man into a pirate. Pirate. Pirate savage we are, brothers. (laughs) Well, folks, being that it is the last segment of the show, let's go ahead and go through this day in history. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink. And Ryan is out, so I'm going to go ahead and lead us through, starting out with this day in the year 70, the second temple in Jerusalem. Wow. Words are hard. Words are hard. Yeah. Let's try that again. The second temple in Jerusalem is set on fire by Roman army under Titus during the capture of the city. And uh, obviously there's no photograph, but uh, you get a pretty uh, wonky sculpture in the picture there. Um, But all the way back in the year 70. Ooh, yeah, that was my favorite year. I loved it. (laughs) We partied hard that year, you know? Oh, here is a uh, event, and you can tell that they didn't care much about this treaty. So, in the year 1585, this day, English Queen Elizabeth I signs the Treaty of Nonsuch. It's uh, aid for the Netherlands, but why would you call it a ah, nonsuch treaty? Yes, there's nonsuch treaty. It doesn't exist. Nonsuch. <laughs> Here's one that may have... Oh, good for you! Here's one that may have been due to pirates. This year in 1628, the Swedish warship Vasa sinks in Stockholm, killing 30. Yarr! That's the one times when we went through Stockholm, me matey. And then I lost my buddy. His name was... My name is Jeff. He was a good pirate because his name was... My name is Jeff. He was a good time. Yarr! <laughs> All right, this day in 1776, if that uh, year rings a bell, there's a certain reason for that. Uh, Word of the United States Declaration of Independence reaches London, obviously sparking the American Revolutionary War. That happened this day in 1776. Dang. Yep, all leading to us becoming the United States of America. Often the envy of the world, maybe not so much right now. Yeah, maybe not right now, but I still love it. Oh, I do too. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Not even Canada with as nice as those folks are. Yeah, beautiful countryside. Yep. This day in 1787, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart completes his chamber piece, 
Eine kleine Nachtmusik or a little serenade. Uh, I couldn't tell you what that passage sounds like, but we all know that uh, Mozart was, uh, I mean, just a, a, a tyrant of music from his time. And who doesn't love a little Mozart? Yeah. Amadeus, Amadeus! <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not the Falco song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rock me, Amadeus. Yeah, I didn't know his original. His his so his name is Wolfgang. Yep. I always thought it was just Mozart. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. Well, weirdly enough, that name. Not a lot of people get that name. Wolfgang. Uh, here's a little side tangent. I don't know if my parents are listening right now, but I was this close to being named Wolfgang. Wolfgang Phoenix Show, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so glad they decided to call me Christian instead. That would have been weird. Yeah. Uh, what if? Here's something in 1888, New York giant pitcher Tim Keefe sets a 19-game winning streak record. Obviously, no photographs, but uh, you know, if you picture old-timey baseball, that's the uh, painting of this guy that uh, we're getting here. Oh, right on. Great day in history. It is. Another great day in history. This name will... you'll recognize it. This day in 1893, Rudolf Diesel's prime model internal combustion engine, a single 10-foot iron cylinder with a flywheel at its base, ran on its own power for the first time in Augsburg, Germany. And obviously, Rudolf Diesel is the inventor of the diesel engine. That's funny. That's where Diesel came. He's not a. He's not the wrestler Diesel. No, no. Especially no, I'm just kidding. Not back in I was going to even go with that. I was going to... I used to have a coworker that used to make fun of uh, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Roo, Roo, Rudolph. So that's what I thought of originally. But then when you said diesel, I recognized that. And I was like, oh, it's probably where the diesel came from. That's exactly where it came from. All right. This day in 1904, Angelo Giuseppe Roncalli, future Pope John the 23rd, becomes a priest. Um Pope John the Twenty Third. I don't think that was the last Pope John. I think it was the Pope John before that. Judith Priest, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This day in 1921, FDR Franklin Delano Roosevelt is stricken with a paralytic illness at his summer home on Canadian island of Campobello. At the time, it was thought to be polio, but could have possibly been Julian or uh, Gillian Barr syndrome. Um, yeah, I mean, for the longest time I heard it was polio, but uh, I don't know what Julian or Gillian Barr syndrome is. But yeah, maybe it's similar. Still, not something you want to have happen to you or a family member. Your name's gonna be Julia Gulia. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Tony for the Adam Sandler re- references. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. This day in 1934, Babe Ruth announces this is his final season as a full-time player. So, obviously, he was a big name in, around the time. Uh, he was a big guy, to be totally honest, but uh, no idea how old he was when he actually retired. Yeah. So, um, my guess is back then, a part-time player would be kind of like a DH, what a DH player is now, where they just they just hit, and they don't play every game, well, I, w- I would imagine. And it's unlo- just so weird, because like, baseball doesn't really have part-time players, but there are players that get extended rest days, you know, like for certain games of the series. 
And I would assume that uh, the average age of players in the MLB is probably higher than like the NFL, where it really takes a toll on your body. And, uh, you know, guys who have run their course can come in as a uh, designated hitter or designated runner. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. He definitely wasn't, uh, he would definitely probably not have been a runner. No, no, not him. Based on his size, no. Yeah. Designated hitter, just obviously he's known for his, uh, being a home run king. Yep. All right, moving on. This day in 1943, U.S. General George S. Patton calls an injured soldier cowardly, and it was actually um, part of the movie Patton that uh, George C. Scott did the role so well. Apparently, this guy had what they called at the time shell shock, which was a mental disorder. Of course, you know George Patton didn't see anything physically wrong with him and called him out, called him cowardly, said he was going to send him to the front lines, which obviously these days would just not fly, and it almost ruined Patton's oh. career. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a, you know, the shell shock syndrome. It definitely, it could get you. Yep. All right. Uh, this day in 1949, Ezard Charles TKO's Gus Lesnovich in eight for heavyweight boxing title. And uh, don't know much about the 1940s boxing, but uh, this looked like a guy that you definitely did not want to mess with. No, definitely not. You did not want to fight or get into a fisticuffs with this dude. Yeah. But with a name like Ezard, ooh, I don't know. Mm, Ezard, you are. <laughs> Pro- probably a reason that uh, he grew up to be a fighter. Probably made fun of probably. a lot as a kid. Uh, yeah, with that name. Yep. Yeah. This day, 1960, Los Angeles premiere of Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, starring Anthony Perkins and Janet Leigh. Probably one of the most iconic horror movies of all time. Yes, uh, you know, for the time, it, I could see it being scary. You watch it now, it definitely doesn't hold, doesn't no. hold up at all. No. All right, in music news, this day in 1970, Jim Morrison's trial for lewd and lascivious, l- lascivious? I don't know how you say that, lewd and lascivious behavior begins in Miami from, I believe, him whipping it out on stage. <laughs> Come on to, to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> And that's definitely not something I'd want to see at a rock concert. Uh, a male lead singer whipping out his uh, genitalia. I'm good on that. Don't no. see that. Yep. Don't see that. And then finally, this day in 1984, the U.S. beat Spain 96 to 65 to win the men's basketball gold medal at the Los Angeles Olympics. Future Dream Team members Michael Jordan, Patrick Ewing, and Chris Mullen are featured in that. Uh, you know, that was obviously the first of their big dream team run now before we head out for the day let's hit a couple holidays today today is international vlogging day national duran duran appreciation day national donnell's gonna be stoked about that (laughs) national lazy day which i wish i could take right now it's been a weird one me too and uh, world lion day so uh hey all you cool cats and kittens i don't have it pulled up but folks come back join us tomorrow when things should be a little less awkward it'll be a tuesday show on the christian phoenix radio show we'll see you all then